eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Daryl, so I want you to finish the point you had in the last segment, and, and then I want to get on to locker room divided, because that could be an issue based on what happened. Now, if they come back and beat... San Francisco, all bets are off. Forget about anything that might anybody might not say about that. But we'll get uh, into it. that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough ask for them. Oh, I, you, I mean, you. I think, I think after yesterday, the Ravens ended up seventh in uh, seventh best defense, and I think the Niners are fourth. Yeah. So it only gets harder against the run. It's yeah. only going to get harder to run the ball, and I wonder. I don't know. I also wonder if you maybe go out and get a running back here during the bye week. I mean, the trade deadline's at the end of the month. I don't think they're going to do it, but. Jonathan Taylor's back with the Indianapolis Colts. I know. I know. And I, I, and I totally admit, like, I'm, I'm total prisoner of the moment at this point. Of course. Of course. You're, you're, you're all in, man. Like you, you're, you're spending $310 million on this football team this year. Right. Um, Ownership. And again, this isn't a crit. Ownership's all in. Ownership is given. Uh, Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski, all the resources possible, right? They spent right. A, they they spent a couple of million dollars to move the entire operation down to West Virginia for almost uh, for over a week to help Kevin Stefanski get his team's attention and whatnot. Right? They go to right. Philadelphia for another week. I mean, ownership has been great. Like it's it's impossible to criticize the Haslam's because I'm seeing and hearing fans criticize the Haslam's here, and as somebody who has been critical of them during their ownership tenure, it, I'm sorry, I'm going to defend them and JW and Whitney uh, and that I I'm going to defend them. There's it's out of their hands. They have given the resources to the football portion of the organization 
and it, it's up to the football portion of the organization to come through for them um, and, and, and give them a return on their investment. And that's why if they do make a change at the end of the season, Andy, I will not be on this podcast and I will not be on the radio station making fun of the Haslam's or criticizing the Haslam's for any alterations to the organization they make. Because for the last few years, this thing has been building in a positive way. They have been investing and basically giving out blank checks to do whatever it takes to, to win, to give Browns fans a quality product on the field. And if people aren't getting it done, you're not going to get an argument from me. And this game against the Baltimore Ravens, that's that's an X on Kevin Stefanski's resume. The game in Pittsburgh is another X on Kevin Stefanski's resume. And I realize he's the winningest coach in the expansion era. Think about that. I know. But that's, but that's also how bad the expansion era has been. And I have to, I do have to criticize Andrew Barry as much as I respect him and is and I will full disclosure, man to man. I like I, I like Andrew Barry a lot. And I admit maybe I'm a little biased because of that, because I like him and respect him, but I have to criticize him for the number two quarterback thing. Because and I you know, people come after me, go, oh Daryl, here you go, bringing up the Browns history again and, and throwing it in their face. Well, I'm sorry. The the franchise's history is what it is, especially in the post-1999 expansion era. It has sucked and outside of two to three seasons. And the history that I'm bringing up is, in this case, very, very relevant. And that's the quarterback history. They have only had three seasons that they've been able to get a starting quarterback through the entire regular season. Okay? The one year, the quarterback got hurt a playoff year, and they had to start, you know, Tim Couch broke his leg. Right. And they Kelly Holcomb in the playoffs, right? Right. Um, so – Tim Couch in 2001 started all 16. Baker Mayfield started all 16 in 19 and 2020. That is it. So Andrew Barry, and, and I understand he can't live in his fears as the EVP and GM, right? Right. I, I right. do get it. But you also have to understand you have a mobile quarterback who on an every down basis puts himself at risk for injury because of his mobility because of his willingness to take to block, on yeah. to block to take on hits and again i'm not criticizing deshaun watson that's how he plays the game he's a very tough player but also at the same time he now is susceptible to injury so what happened he got hurt and you didn't have somebody that was ready and qualified to step on that field Sunday. Now, the organization, from their standpoint, we thought D we feel DTR is qualified. Well, I'm here to tell you, I have watched enough bad... I have a PhD in bleepy quarterback play, okay? I have a PhD. I know what it looks like. I know what it smells like. I know what it feels like. That's what we had, okay? On Sunday, we had bleepy quarterback play. It was it, it was expansion era quarterback play. Expansion teams had better quarterback play than the Cleveland Browns had on Sunday against Baltimore, regardless of how good that Raven defense is, right? So yeah. I have to criticize Andrew there because they don't have a better backup quarterback. And with Deshaun, you should have one. And I realize keeping Jacoby Brissett this year 
that just wasn't tenable. He got a starting job. I get that. But you could have done better than DTR. He's a rookie. He Mm -hmm. is a developmental player. Mm -hmm. I think DTR someday can be a starter in the National Football League. That's how highly I think of him, okay? Right. But we saw Sunday, he's light years away from being ready for that stage. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Darren, let me backtrack here because I, I I brought this up in the last segment. A locker room divided. So I, I think when Kevin Stefanski says on Monday, look, Deshaun Watson was medically cleared to play. It makes you take a deep breath because then it makes everyone wonder, well, if the doctors thought he could play, why didn't he play? And then Kevin went on to say he knows his body better than anybody else. So we trusted him on this one and we said, okay, if you want to sit it out, sit it out. It is very hard, though, I think, if you're sitting in that locker room with guys who are out there with bumps and bruises and pain and doing whatever they can to do pain management to make sure that they're okay. In fact, one guy, your leading receiver, um, had a brush with what could have been a horrific accident on Friday in David Ninjoku. And Ninjoku, uh, to me, is a warrior for going out there and being able to do what he needed to do to help his teammates try to win a game. And if anyone would have said, hey, look, you know, your face got burned. You got some issues with your hands on this. The helmet doesn't fit right. You got all kinds of issues. I don't think one person would have blanked if you would have said, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. But David Njoku didn't sit it out. And he toughed it out and he played through it. And I'll never forget the fact that he did this in this game, despite the fact that they lost 28 to 3. I wonder, as you look at that story from the outside, I I don't know what it's like on the inside of that locker room, but you know football as well as I know football, and you know guys in the locker room, and when they hear you're medically cleared to play, guys look at guys differently if they just choose not to play. Your thoughts. And could that divide a locker room? First first on Njoku, he felt that it was his responsibility to play, regardless of his injuries. Um, And and I'm not going to speak for him. But that's the impression that I received from. Okay. Uh, it was my assessment fair. I mean, you talked to him. I didn't. Uh, well, Is I didn't, that a fair I, assessment for me to not forget that this guy had a pretty bad accident and still played? And yeah. to me, here's, I, I find honor in that. So. Here, okay, so here's uh, 100%. And, and I, again, I have tremendous respect for David uh, doing that. Um, the only thing that I will defend Deshaun on is because I saw him throw footballs and it was and it wasn't good. Now sure. he the he might have been medically cleared in the sense of there's no damage in the shoulder. And if you play, you're not going to do any further harm to the shoulder. Okay. But that doesn't mean he can function. Does that make sense? Absolutely it makes sense. So, but my point isn't even if he could function or not. Right. You can't tell me there aren't guys in that locker room that aren't looking at him going, really? Well, I, 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 I don't know that Kevin should have shared that part, but Kevin doesn't share things without vetting them through his, you know, mental process. You know what I'm saying? Like he does not Absolutely. share. Anything. He thinks about things before he says them. 
a hundred percent. Um, so based on what I saw physically from Deshaun Sunday morning, no way he could play that game. He might've been able to handle it off. He might've been able to maybe do a couple options, read option, pitch type thing, you know, high school ball, street yard ball type thing. But if you were looking for him to throw a ball 10 yards, I don't think it was happening. So from that standpoint, 100%, I can defend him not playing. But what I cannot defend is the processes the organization went through to determine that he was going to play because they just assumed, well, he's telling us he's fine, so he's going to play. I just need to rest my arm during practice. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what he was saying. I just got to rest the arm. Sure. Right. I'm good for Sunday, right? And that led Stefanski to tell all the NFL insiders, uh, or not all of them, a couple of them, I should say, um, that, yeah, he's going to play. He told us he's going to play. We're going to put him through a pregame workout just to make sure everything's copacetic and he's going to play. He didn't play. And um, shame, shame on Deshaun Watson for not effectively communicating. Uh, and shame on Kevin Stefanski for not having plan B ready to go. Um, now, the defense of Kevin is that, well, to, and, and you – articulated it pretty well on the post-game podcast as well as this podcast. And that is, well, what much different could Kevin have done to make DTR more comfortable? Uh, a scared rookie, not, not, let me rephrase, not, I, I don't mean to say scared rookie. A first, nervous, just a rookie in his first start, that's all. A nervous rookie going against yeah. that. If, uh, there's no, there may be no help for that. And so from Kevin's, to, from, to be objective about it and to be fair, from Kevin's perspective, that that's probably what he was feeling. And when I asked him the question again on Monday about it, he kind of gave me that the same answer he gave me yesterday about it. And that was, right. hey, our job as coaches to put our players in the best position, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, just, and again, just because I feel that you didn't put him in the best position, that, that doesn't make it gospel. I'm not always right. But that's my perception based on what I've watched and based on my experience of watching – 32 and a half other crappy quarterbacks play for this franchise since 1999. Because guess what? DTR looked like the 33rd and a half crappy quarterback to play for this franchise. And hopefully it was a learning experience for him. And hopefully he continues to grow as a young player. Because again, I, I feel he's a talented guy. I see the talent there. I just feel like he got put in a bad position. And that's why I am very careful about ripping him for that subpar performance. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Outstanding job. It's always game day in Cleveland. We'll be back with another episode this week. And then, of course, we'll have two more episodes next week as we lead into the San Francisco game. So plenty of time between now and then to heal your wounds from a really bad loss against the Ravens. It's always game day in Cleveland.